to the Internal Medicine for Vet Techs podcast. If you haven't joined us before, we're passionate about all things internal medicine and helping you become the best tech you can be. We'll be discussing interesting internal medicine diseases, how to work closely with pet parents, and how to become the go-to tech in your practice. Now, let's start the show. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Internal Medicine for Vet Techs podcast. I hope everybody is doing well, and thank you so much for listening and making a commitment to learning. I am one of your hosts. I am Jordan Porter, joined by the amazing Yvonne Brandenburg. <laughs> so, I'm going to start adding, I think, sound effects to the podcast. So, like, when I do oh that, no. uh-uh. I'm just going to do the horn, the burr, burr, burr. No. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, my <laughs> it has I mean, been four years. You can't do weird sound effects now. <laughs> I just like just you know changing it up a bit. Oh my god. That's funny. Okay. It's called growth. It's called podcast growth. <laughs> I can just make the noise with my mouth. <laughs> I mean you just did, so it's fine. <laughs> Pretty good at that one. Oh, that's funny. Sup, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. It's been a day I, already. I know. I'm like, it's what seven thirty for me, so it's ten thirty for you. Um, and it's already been a crazy morning for both of us. Yeah, right? like there's already been cussing involved. Um, <laughs> he's actually working on both cars right now. Like he's working on the truck and the jeep right now. Um. Oh no. I know he's been working on the Jeep for a couple of days. Like my brake pads were like melted to my calibers. <laughs> so mm-hmm. like he's been, he's fixed one so far, but it took two days to fix the one. So today he's oh, fixing no. the other one. And I was like, all right, well, I hope it goes smoother than the last one. <laughs> it's, I think it's crazy when car stuff happens. It's like not straightforward. You're just like, what? I, I think, um, okay. I think it was straightforward. Other than like, he had a hard time getting the brakes off because they were melted. And then when he put it back on, he put the left one on the right side. And so like, he got it all done. And then he was like, ah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I totally understand. Um, Yeah. I, (laughs) we, um, so this weekend we spent some time putting like trying to get ready for the goats that are supposed to come next weekend Mm -hmm. (laughs) like Saturday it was just oh my god I've never been so frustrated in my entire life like everything I touched like I couldn't complete it was just one of those like are you freaking kidding me like I didn't have the right part or I put it on wrong because I just didn't understand the directions because the directions suck and it was just like I'm about to lose my mind and I sat there at one point and I was like, I just shouldn't get any animals. I was like, forget it. This is too hard. <laughs> and then yesterday it was like, yay, projects completed. Like it was very exciting to actually get some stuff done. But oh my God, Saturday, I was just like, that's it. I give up. <laughs> it was just yeah. so frustrating. It was pretty yeah. funny. Well, it's because like you end up like in order to do farm projects, like, yeah, you have to do like a few projects at the same time. Yeah. In order to like get things done, but then like you're not finishing anything. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, I'm I it's funny because I am I feel like I am very hands-on for things. Like, yeah, I've done construction, like I've done all that kind of stuff. So like the fact that like <laughs> putting a door handle on something and it wasn't like it wasn't a straightforward house door handle. I think that's what threw me because I've done those plenty of times. But I was just like why why is this not working why is my brain not comprehend like it was just one of those kind of things and then I was trying to put in um an automatic waterer and like I'm sorry but I feel like items should come with all the pieces that they're supposed to come with or they should tell you on the outside of the box that you need to purchase parts yeah (laughs) like it was just one of those things like WTF like you have to purchase for the automatic waterer I had to get, well, I had to get an extension hose that was appropriate. I had to get like a filter to go into the like line. I had to buy like this like transition piece from the garden hose to the feet, to the waterer. 
and like something else. And I was just like, why, why? Oh, and then the bolts to attach it. I was like, you didn't come with any of this stuff. Like what? Yeah. It was just weird. So, but anyways, it's up now, but it just like, it didn't get put up Saturday and it should have been a relatively straightforward project. And I was frustrated that it wasn't that straightforward. And then, I mean, I got it put up Sunday, but it was just one of those like, Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. yeah. It's like when you buy a new washing machine or a new dryer and then like you get home and like turns out you got to buy the cord and stuff too. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> you're like, Nobody told me that. Yeah. Um, I I've, I've figured that out um, since I bought a few of them over the years. Yeah. I know that now, but the first time I ever bought a washing machine and I was like, what the hell? Like, you're like where's my cord? <laughs> like, Yeah. It's, it's that whole like curse of knowledge thing, you know, <laughs> that they talk about where in veterinary medicine, it's like the doctors and then even us technicians, right? Where it's the curse of knowledge. Like we're so knowledgeable that we forget what baseline is. Oh right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? And and it's like, you kind of forget to tell people some of the basics sometimes. I think um, it's, like it's the same way with like construction or, or computer IT things. Yeah. Like when, when we ask IT questions of like companies and they're yeah. like, well, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm not an IT person. Do you not get that? Like, I don't, I don't understand what words you're using. <laughs> <laughs> if you're saying something beyond turn it off and turn it back on, I don't comprehend. <laughs> like, I don't. Which I think is why we try to make things as basic as we possibly can for these episodes. Yeah. I'm told we do a decent job at it, but sometimes I'm like, oh, I hope, I hope it's okay. I don't know. I'm I'm a, I'm a basic understanding type of person, but yeah, it's anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, but you know, I'm uh, slowly learning things about farm life. Um, Yvonne, let's start another podcast. <laughs> I know we really do. Holy crap. Let's start a poll online um, on Facebook of what our podcast homesteading podcast name should be. <laughs> oh my god that would be really funny <laughs> uh, uh, anyways because <laughs> you know there's anyways. a lot of vet techs out there in the same position we are so anyways um no there are vet techs out there though who are doing pretty successful things at the jobs that they're doing um without seeming I mean like seemingly without having any complications like what you and I have with our homestead but we have our friend Emily right that is crushing her game (laughs) so so Emily is with Love Huvet and if you don't know what that is it stands for love for human of vet med humans of vet med so love l-o-v-e h-u and then vet v-e-t um, definitely go check out her website. She has some amazing things. You got your, well, we got our stickers. We talked about them last time, mm-hmm. um, which those are amazing. Have you had a chance to use any of your like badge reels or, or anything yet that you got? Uh, I haven't just because I'm not working in clinic. So like I, um, but I wanted it. <laughs> details. I must say I did. Um, I stuck my stickers all over like my IMFET notebook and stuff. Um, oh, I can't figure out where I want to put them because I don't want, I, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> They're so cute. I'm like, what do I put it on? So, you know, I thought about that because I still have a ton of goat stickers too that I want along with my mm-hmm. love Hugo stickers that I was like, maybe I should just buy a poster board that I have to like hang up in my room. <laughs> and like, it's, it's, it's like teenage, your backdrop. Like, yeah, like put in all of my stickers and stuff because it's like otherwise I don't want them permanently somewhere else that I'm never gonna touch again. Like yeah. <laughs> anyway, um go check out lovehuvet.com though and use the discount code IMFVT. So internal medicine for vet techs, IMFVT10 to get 10% off of your purchase through Love Huvet. She's got journals, shirts. Oh, the shirts are amazing, super yeah. soft, super comfortable. I bought a little larger than like what I normally would just because I like those type of like swimming and t-shirt type things mm-hmm. um it's super comfortable and I've washed it several times now already because my daughter also likes it and it hasn't like done the like peeling or the little fuzz balls or anything so they're really good quality nice. yeah and I just saw on Facebook for if you're listening to this when it comes out <laughs> which is September 2023 
she is launching some really cool bundles for Vet Tech Week. So yeah. um, you should definitely go check them out. I think the bundles are kind of fun because you get a little bit of like everything. Um, but yeah, definitely go look at those. Uh, I, need to go, I need to go back and buy some scrunchies from her. Oh, yeah. I'm, I didn't like, I'm not a scrunchies. scrunchie person, but like her scrunchies are cute that I want to be a scrunchie person now. <laughs> <laughs> her scrunchies are vet med scrunchies. <laughs> yeah, she's got like the skulls one and like she's got some really cool stuff on there. Uh, definitely with Vet Tech Week coming up though, use that discount code of IMFBT10 and, and get 10% off. So mm-hmm. yeah. This week, though, we're talking about compassion fatigue. We've already kind of touched on compassion fatigue a little bit, just kind of addressing how it's different than burnout and how it's different from like depression and things. But so we're just going to dive in a little bit more in detail on just addressing compassion fatigue. And once again, this was put together. um, It's still part of that end of life toolkit that AHA put out that we kind of talked about last week. Um, which is a great tool and resource. I mean, it's a great tool and resources for vet clinics, like as it was, but then adding in some co- compassion fatigue stuff in end of life care is super important as well. Did we talk about end of life care last week or the week before? Was it? You're right. It was the week before. I was going to say, we talked, <laughs> we're, we're all messed up because of like the days that we talked, but I think we had... Yeah, Brian was on. had Brian's episodes, which, by the way, um, I, sorry, just backtrack a minute, um, because I was driving, uh, which is part of the reason why I wasn't in some of the episodes, um, but I was, I was listening to the episodes with Brian, especially mm-hmm. the one where I wasn't there, and oh my god, I was dying, I was cracking up so much, I, had I really so much wish that I would have been there. <laughs> I- but, I had promo yeah. for you. I was like, man, Yvonne would have loved this. <laughs> I know. I was like, ah, but there was some really cool points. And then also, sorry, because I also wasn't involved with this one, but I listened to it recently. Um, the one with your friend. Yeah, Alicia. Oh my God. I was just like, um, I think I need to just read her article and infuse it into my life. Because I also think that is some of the stuff she was talking about in that episode really helps with compassion fatigue and oh, burnout sure. and all that and um yeah <laughs> so because, like you're constantly multitasking you're constantly switching tasks right like you're never really fully mentally involved in what you're doing and that just is going to lead to burnout more and yeah. compassion more right well like- and when she was talking about like the the whole um you feel like you're not getting as much done yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I totally understand. Um, and we've talked about like, cause I do the time blocking Pomodoro stuff, which she, she mentioned. Um, and I, it's funny because I always forget. And I'm like, I need to get back into that because I notice I'm a hundred percent more productive and I feel less stressed and I feel, um, more accomplished yeah, <laughs> when, yeah, when I use the tools that that we have um, talked about previously and are probably going to talk about today. So. If I could utilize Alicia as my life coach just for a little bit, <laughs> I, think I could greatly benefit. Um, right? Which she'd be open to that. She just is all the way up in Wisconsin or uh, Madison. Yeah, Madison, Wisconsin. So, so. crazy. You know, I don't visit anybody in the winter. So, <laughs> but. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to touch on compassion fatigue. Cause like, I feel like we've all been there, right. Where, you know, you have compassion fatigue the second an emergency calls at four 30 and you're like, Oh, right. Like, yeah. And it's such a bummer because like, I've done that where I I'm like annoyed at the mm-hmm. fact that like something needs to come in. And I'm like, but then I feel extremely guilty for being annoyed that like, a pet needs help. But it's like, in those moments, I was like, all right, I definitely have compassion fatigue. The moment I'm like, I don't want to be here to like help your pet is the moment I'm like, all right, something's wrong. <laughs> like, well, and I, I think internal medicine, um, it's a little different than some of the, like, I think, I think emergency and critical care, mm-hmm. their compassion fatigue is a little different than internal medicine compassion fatigue. And the only reason I say that is because in internal medicine, 
you know, we've got those long-term clients, right? Mm-hmm. And and sometimes emergency does as well. And they're usually our clients yeah. <laughs> that are also their clients. Um, but it is a little bit different, right? The, I think in emergency, a lot of times their compassion fatigue is just all the, the, the sameness kind of things that they're dealing with. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's true for internal medicine too. Um, and or just like, like, yeah, I think you feel compassion fatigue though, too, when it's like, you have those emergencies that come in that aren't really emergencies and you're just yeah. like, like, you're not like, yeah. I, um, I had a saying, why is your poor planning my emergency? We would yeah. talk about that all the time. Yeah. Cause half so, the stuff that comes in through emergency or through an emergency, it's, it's not like, yeah. okay. You, you, you just, it was a convenience because you couldn't get into something, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, your Friday, your dog's Friday ear infection that just started. Oh, look at today. us like having our compassion fatigue just all out there for everybody. <laughs> that hey. guy was an example of compassion fatigue. Jeez, we're bad. <laughs> I'm telling you, we've all been there though. And I feel yeah. like, that's, you know, what makes us so relatable is <laughs> like, yeah it sucks because like as like I said yes it is it poor planning though or is it just that they haven't been home to see their pet has an issue right and then they are or extremely they don't know better. yeah and it's like yeah. we're so quick to make judgment of like and it's it mm-hmm. just it's just a bummer so anyway we're going to talk about how we can kind of <laughs> recognize it and combat it but I can tell you right now that Yvonne and I are recognizing it pretty hard right now (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm like oh maybe we should just stop and be like well that was an example thanks bye (laughs) yeah you know so compassion fatigue though it's defined as an emotional social and spiritual cost of caregiving leading to a decline in desire ability and energy needed to emphasize with and care for others which like people feel this caring for their elderly adults people feel like caring for their pets right like even clients can feel this too Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. not easy um Especially when you have like those pets that have like a chronic disease, right? Like that, it's hard because you start feeling guilty that you are having compassion fatigue Mm -hmm. because it is a part of your family. So yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's very much to recognize that you have compassion fatigue the second you're like, oh, I'm so annoyed. I got to get out of bed and go give my med- my dogs this med or whatever. Right. Or like, I'm so annoyed. I can't stay out like hanging out with my friends because I got to go home and give my dog their insulin or, you know, and it's like, mm. um, it's like things like that. And it's like, so you recognize it then, but then you feel guilty. And so it's, a, it's very much a double-edged sword because then that guilt can lead to, you know, more depression and things like that. And so it's, you got to recognize it and try to work towards combating it um I think I think with compassion fatigue one of the things that's hard is it builds up and if you don't recognize it it's it just becomes this like mountain of compassion fatigue and that's that's really when it gets it it gets bad is that you know you don't manage it and and it can, and we've, we talked about this, God, it's been, I don't remember what episode it was, but we that talked about it. That was our first bit. year of the podcast. So oh it's been God. a while. So like three and a half, four years ago. Um, you know, and it, and it is, it can easily become burnout. Like they're not the same, but the, I think they come, they go hand in hand. I mean, and like, I think this article is really cool because it does talk about, behavior signs, physical symptoms, and spiritual indicators. So behavioral, right? Anger, frustration, depression, crying, insensitivity, negative attitude, anxiety, and irritability, which I literally every one of those behavioral signs, the moment I was like, you have that client who calls at 430. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, it's not just internal medicine. I meant to say veterinary medicine like that. I think. And I think we need to stop and recognize that is that. If you see these behaviors, then. 
but I mean, it's like with anything psychology wise, right? Like if you can recognize it, mm-hmm. then you can start redirecting it or, you know, kind of ma- managing it. So physical, like, which I'm sorry, this is that like, sorry, I'm not trying to interrupt, but well, actually I am. You but, are. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you could get like an accountability partner at work, right? Like, uh, yeah. Someone hey. you can trust. Exactly. Someone you can trust and someone you're not going to get upset with to be like, hey, Yvonne, like, I can see that you're acting a bit irritable. You feeling okay today? Are we just having a bad day? And then even be able to hold you to it. Like, hey, you had a bad day on Monday. Now you're having a bad day again. Now you're having, like, we're starting to have more consistent bad days. Again, like just that accountability partner. Mm. Of, like, I would, I would appreciate, right? If you came up to me and be like, Jordan, I'm worried that you might have compassion fatigue because now you're having several bad days and more irritable days and you don't seem to be yeah. enjoying being here anymore. And so it's like someone that you can respect to do that would be good. The other thing too, that it like, so physical symptoms, right? Changes in your sleeping pattern. And like, I, I a hundred percent will notice that. Oh yeah. Where, I definitely. Where, like my sleeping just changes and I'm like, what is happening? Um, illness throughout your body. Right. We like, and, and that comes down to like, we know cortisol, right. Stress levels, yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. You get sick, um, which, you know, it's impaired immune response. And then lethargy, like you just don't have the energy because you're not sleeping well, you're kind of sick, your body, you know, you're, you're trying to recoup, but like, we've talked about it where it's like, your well just isn't getting filled. So like, you don't have the energy to go above and beyond. You're just doing the bare minimum. Um, and that's, that's hard because sometimes you don't recognize it. And then situations just in general like even to pull yourself out because like it's like you already mm-hmm. don't have the motivation like mm-hmm. you're trying to muster up motivation to pull yourself out of this hole right. right and then like spiritual indicators so this is it, we're not talking like religious spiritual it's just like that emotional like basic part of you right so loss of hope um increased skepticism um and excessive amounts of guilt uh i feel like <laughs> i feel very called out with this one sometimes <laughs> like hmm. so well because again like it's simply just thinking like mm-hmm, you didn't recognize this ear infection on monday you know it's like yeah yeah and then the like, excessive guilt like yeah and i feel like especially doctors I feel like veterinarians are really, really predisposed to excessive guilt. Um, like my best friend's a vet and she she has trouble sleeping sometimes because she's constantly worrying about her patients or she feels guilty that, you know, she didn't catch something sooner or she couldn't do more or, and it's like, dude, like every patient you have come into contact is better because of it. Um, Mm -hmm. and like, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to give your entire life to this profession. And we're really, really bad about that. Um, and so I think it's, it's hard to find that balance. Yeah. So it's, it's just a bummer because like, typically when we find ourselves in these situations, right? Like then we're going to see that we're going to start avoiding certain clients or patients or even procedures. Right. I definitely did that. I was avoiding dentals hardcore because I was like forced into doing only dentals for so long that I was like, Oh my God, I'm over. (laughs) And so then you also have that loss of enjoyment where you do just get out of bed, kind of dreading going to work. You also have fear or guilt about like, letting clients or patients down right like again you have those like kind of rough thoughts where you're like oh what a like pain in my butt to be here right now and then you're like ah now I feel guilty because like this pet just needed help and so it's such a double-edged sword and so ultimately though too like again it it spreads right Mm -hmm. like other I think I think this is one of those ways where a unicorn clinic can can switch Because people have all of a sudden that compassion, fatigue, um, cat compassion stressors 
Maybe mm-hmm. that's what I want to say. Those compassion stressors have have overwhelmed the system, right? And now people are suffering from compassion fatigue. And I think um, one of the things that's really nice about this article too is it talks about like, okay, so we know this happens. This is not every single person working in vet med has to deal with compassion stressors. Um, There is no way that you're going to be able to work in this field and not have those stressors on you every single day. So how do you recognize them and deal with them before they get to like full on blown, blown, like burnout and you're compassion fatigued and you have nothing left. Right. And then you have to step way back (laughs) and kind of like, like not even refill your well, but like start from scratch and build up that compassion currency. I'm using these words that like they like are legit, but I'm just making them up. (laughs) You're doing a very good job. And if you didn't say anything, nobody would know. (laughs) I know. I just, I coined these phrases. You're welcome guys. (laughs) But you know, it's, it's one of those things where you just have to like work at it. And if you don't work on it and you just overwork, everything yeah it's, and I think, it's like there like you said like there's ways to manage things right the first the first step is accepting uh like we need to know that pretty much every case that we touch could lead us down a path of truly compassion fatigue so we really need to accept that emotions are normal and inevitable in this profession for sure and especially when you're dealing with end of life cases at that yeah and I think a big thing though, too, is verbalizing it like, oh man, I wish they would have like, just simply like, I I started doing it when I was still in clinic towards the end where I would just like, I would get a tough case and I would just come out of the room and be like, that was tough. That kind of made, like that made me sad. And I would just simply say it out loud and then I would feel better about it. Like instead of yeah. being the typical, just like move on, move to the next room kind of thing. Like, but if you can just verbalize yeah. it. Like, and I think we have to be really careful too to not to not turn it into like a bitch session. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Definitely. yes, you want to verbalize it, you want to acknowledge it, you don't want to bottle it in because when we bottle it in, oh my god, it just festers, right? <laughs> so you kind of have to talk about okay, what are what are the challenges? Like, what was it? And then let it go. I <laughs> mean. You know, like you, you accept it, you verbalize it. Yeah. And then you keep going. But like, like you don't always have to seem like the toughest. So like I did that for sure. And I, I always held it together. I never had an issue. Like, but like, I did learn like how to cope myself just because like I worked in internal medicine, it can get sad. And so like, I was simply like, even people still tell me now they're like, I don't know how you just euthanize pets all day. Like, I'm like. I'm ending their suffering. Like this is a benefit to them. Yeah. yeah. And, like I am doing something that does benefit them. And so like once I started thinking that way and even verbalizing that to outside people who are like, oh, I could never be a vet tech or I could never work with animals because of euthanizing them and stuff. And I'm like, look at it differently. <laughs> like just, yeah. yeah, just switch your perspective a minute and say, how would these pets feel if they didn't have this option? Yeah. Because I think all of us, I, I don't think there's anyone who's like, yay, euthanasia. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't think that's why we got into this profession. Um, no, so but if you can look at it yeah. in a sense of like, yes, it's sad, but mm-hmm. pet's going to go back to feeling amazing after and like be running and playing and catching the ball. All those things that you tell the client in the room, that is mm-hmm. what that dog is saying, you know? And so yeah. again, just try to verbalize like, but in a positive way. And then same, I already said it, approach colleagues, right? Like Mm. find those colleagues that you think that, you know, are going to be accepting and willing of an approach to be like, Hey, Yvonne, like, I think I'm, I'm kind of worried that you might be struggling. Would you like to talk it out? Like, how are you feeling? Like you want to step outside and go talk about this case real quick. And yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I also think I was this too is like daily rounds. Like I, I think some clinics are really good at it. I think a lot of clinics aren't very good at this, but like even just having Mm -hmm. debriefing sessions at the end of days, 
Yeah. And this, I mean, and, and again, you want to be very careful that it doesn't become a bitch session, that it's just like, okay, you know, a couple of us get together and be like, all right, what were the challenges for today? You know, what, what is something that was really hard? Um, and hopefully also, you know, come up with like some good things that happened throughout the day. Like you don't have to just focus on the negative, but acknowledging that those, those times the it happened, like acknowledge it and be like, yes, you know, well, I had an impatient death and it sucked or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and being able to process it. Um, and then honestly, like if that, if, if there's, if <laughs> you've been doing this for a while and, and really, you know, you're, you've got a lot of stressors that have built up, you know, professional counseling is always an appropriate thing. If, you know, you need to be a little bit, you need a little bit more than just a debrief at the end of the day, which becoming more available between like not one more vet, not one more vet support mm -hmm. staff and all that stuff. Like there's options. Very social workers. Yeah. Um, and even yeah. a lot of companies like the, the two companies I've worked for recently have options where they like, there's a benefit part of like our insurance stuff where we can seek counseling up to like three times for one specific case, you know, like, yeah. And yeah. so check with your employer, right? See if they have any types of those. Yeah. Because especially if you work for a big corporate company, they might not have made it around to your clinic to tell you about those benefits, but they have them, right? Like, mm -hmm. so definitely yeah. something to look into. And I like this idea um, that they said is, is role-playing techniques um, in a training setting to kind of offset that compassion fatigue. So like you... um have that role playing where you know like how do you how do you get through this particular stressor you know and um how did that make you feel and like you know how how can you combat it so there's there's different there's different ways that we can we can do it so yeah so yeah the ADMA um they also that is interesting so um they have a quality professional quality of life assessment. And I feel like we did this at one point. I think we did too. We should probably look at it again. Cause it's been quite a while. Three and a half years. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, yes, we did do this because it basically tell like it's a self-assessment that tells you if you're experiencing compassion, satisfaction, compassion, stress, compassion, fatigue, or true burnout. Yeah. I'll and there's the link to this in the show notes. Yeah, because again, it it can it it varies, right? Like it's not like you're always the same number all the time, right? The other thing that is interesting is building like a self care plan, right? And this can be this can be individual for you. Like what you know, what is it that fills your well? What is it that um, you could do, you know, to to decompress right so um i like this Ooh, nine dimensions of well-being Ooh, i like these kinds of things okay i'm a dork this is why i like yep. this kind of stuff i figured so, you like <laughs> so occupational so be engaged in work that gives you personal satisfaction and aligns with your values goals and lifestyle um i think we've definitely talked about that in vet med like you know tech utilization <laughs> Is, uh, yeah, I think we say uh, it every now and then. I don't just, think we say it. Right. <laughs> um, intellectual um well-being, so learning new things, participating in activities that you know help you with your critical thinking and expand your world views, you know, and that can include like um, podcasts. <laughs> yeah. But I was thinking like when we're talking compassion fatigue, like um pretending that you're the client right and looking at it from the other side of the coin which we don't do super often but yes we're clients sometimes um spiritual so having a sense of inner harmony and balance so using things like um calm app or um you know just taking a moment to go outside and and just 
Oh, I do that. That may, that is a game. My husband and I were just talking about this this morning. Yeah. Because I was talking about how, despite the fact that I work from home, mm-hmm. I'm on the computer Monday through Friday, eight to five. Mm-hmm. But actually, I'm usually on a lot longer than that. Cause like the first <laughs> thing I do in the morning is like, get up, make coffee, get on the computer and like work on IMFET stuff. So I was talking though, I was like, the last few weeks have been like weirdly stressful and um okay so anyway so I was talking to him about it and he's like well the good thing is is that you can like take a break and like go outside and I was like I do I was like and that's a huge game changer because despite the fact that I've been super stressed at work um or in like with all of my jobs and doing all the stuff on the computer I take 15 minutes when I'm I can feel I'm starting to be like frustrated or discouraged or whatever and I go outside and I pet the goats and I come back in and I sit back down and I get back to work and it like it's almost an instant mood shift of like now I'm not so discouraged and I can keep working. <laughs> like yeah, and another and I don't know if you've seen this, but to kind of go go along with that is have you heard of um glimmer moments? No. So I can't remember where I saw this, but I was like, holy crud, like I love it. So a glimmer moment is a really small moment in your day where um, it can be anything, but it's like, you just kind of focus on it and bring yourself into the here and now. And like, it brings you like joy and happiness. Oh, I have. The, yeah. I mean, obviously we all have those moments, but like yeah. I was thinking now I have but, a word for it. I was doing that last night. I was standing outside. I was watching yes. Matt fix the Jeep and Connor was like, just hanging out with me and like he went and just picked up a chicken and he's walking around just petting a chicken and I was like this makes me happy like seeing him just like pick up an animal and pet it and walk around and like not every kid gets to do that just like pick up a chicken and just be like here's my buddy and like yeah yeah. and so like those those glimmer moments like it's it's interesting because if you can if you can train yourself to look for them right Mm -hmm. Um, and it can be something as simple as, you know, in the clinic, right. You see that dog or cat and they eat and that just like, you yeah. know, is a great moment. Um, or maybe you take yeah. a moment and you go outside and you're just like, wow, look how the sun's shining on the trees. Right. You take your 10 minute break. You just do that. You kind of focus on something that like really just brings you joy. And I, and I, I think the so- glimmer moments could be huge. <laughs> Yeah, especially if you can learn to like, yeah, focus on them because it's sometimes it's even simple, something as simple as like hearing like one of your favorite songs in the car on the way to work yeah. or on the way yeah. home, and like, you know, yeah. and you're just like, yeah, I feel good for this two minutes and forty seven seconds that the song is playing, and then like, <laughs> yeah, and it's not like a false happiness; it's just like you recognize the small stuff that yeah. makes you happy instead of just recognizing the small stuff that makes you angry right yeah or even so just balancing it yeah. <laughs> yeah like it's not all about the big wins sometimes it is the, sm- the small things that's a that's a really good I think that goes yeah. along with the next thing of like the dimensions of well-being because the next one's spiritual too right so like I think that can lead into it again not in like a religious aspect but in a sense of just feeling peaceful inside like inner harmony and balance and you just feel okay like right like I feel oh, so you just said balance. balance and we talk about homeostasis all the time. Yeah. It and really, I was like, like you do it, have to balance the yeah. sad, angry, frustrated with happy. And you have to have homeostasis. We say it all the time. <laughs> you just, I think here's what I'm going to do. You know, the SpongeBob thing, although I'm sure he's trademark where he just does the rainbow thing. <laughs> I don't remember what he says, but like there's memes for it now. And I'm like, all right, so we're going to put this on the t shirt though. And it's just going to be SpongeBob going homeostasis with a rainbow. <laughs> and like, <laughs> how about instead of SpongeBob, because he is trademarked, we could do like um, a cell, like a cuboidal cell. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, we can figure this out. Yeah. Anyways. One day. We've been talking about a homeostasis t-shirt for about four years now. So no, like, we really need to do this. Oh my God. And the, the other, other aspect. Uh, yeah. This is, this is the part that I'm really not like good with, I think. Uh, yeah. 
Because it's like, you know, when you start to get into those ruts and like, you really just don't want to be around people like, (laughs) and it's so easy to fall into the shell of like being alone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I think the social part and trying to surround yourself with the, like your support people and mutual trust and respect and compassion, right? Like again, finding that coworker at work that you can go to and be like, Hey, I need you to hold me accountable. Like, let me vent, but then be like, all right, we're getting a little far past venting and now into bitching. And so like, let's, you know, rain it in a little bit. Yeah. Um, emotional kind of goes around, goes along with that. Right. So being able to identify and manage your full range of emotions and then seeking help when you need it. So managing is not just shoving down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and I know that some people are like, you know, toxic positivity and that's not what we're talking about. Right. This is, this is having that balance and knowing again, full range of emotions. So, you know, looking for that. The other is physical. Um, I know we're all really guilty of this. So taking care of your body includes getting enough sleep, taking your lunch breaks when you are supposed to, and not just being like, I'm not taking a lunch break. Um, And I'm talking to you out there because I know you exist. Take your freaking lunch break. Or the There's ones who never a, a situation where you should not get a lunch break at a job. Anyways, it's a soapbox and a half for me. Um, exercising regularly, you know, that can be something as simple as just taking your dog for a walk. Like just mm-hmm. I've been doing that every night and who feels good. Yeah. And, and start small, right? Like you don't have to start running a marathon if you don't exercise, like, like start small. So it's like something that you can build on and feel good about yourself. Yeah. Um, financial. Oh, this one's hard for vet- veterinary professionals, right? So yeah know where you are with your personal finances, come up with a budget, stick to it. Um, that kind of helps align with your financial goals. And I know, I know this one's a tough one because so many veterinary professionals are underpaid for what they do. Um, it is getting better, but it's still not where, where we need to be. Um, but that means we need to be savvy and you know, really look at our finances and figure out what do we need? What, what can we not purchase? Right. Like you probably, the classic example of that is caffeine, whatever form of caffeine we're talking about here, whether that like essential, I know. Well, I was thinking more is, like Netflix. <laughs> like, well, but caffeine <laughs> is, but do you really have to buy like the venti blah, 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 or the giant, energy drink, right? Like, do you really need to get those? Or could you make coffee at home and be happy with it and take it with you? Like you could take a pot of coffee with you to work. That's fine. Um, but you know, realize Uh, how much money you're spending on those things. Oh my God. I made the switch from K cups to just like grinding my own coffee and it's a huge difference. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I have like a reusable Keurig cup thing. So I had one of those too, but I love it yeah yeah um but that you know that's like the classic thing that people talk about is like caffeine <laughs> and veterinary professionals yes i don't need, percent use caffeine i don't need the pumpkin spice i want the pumpkin spice but i don't need <laughs> yeah um but there's other there's other financial things like you know look at your car budget look at your house budget look at your pet budget uh, yeah. <laughs> you know that kind of stuff um, back a little bit <laughs> all right um the other thing is creative right so go participate in things that are gonna um spark your creativity so whether that's cultural like go go learn about a different culture like how freaking cool is that and then artistic experiences, whether that's musicals, um, shows or going to the art museum or poetry jam, or I don't even know, like a a kid's play, right? (laughs) Like maybe that's something that you're super into. 
I knew things, right? Like do a puzzle mm-hmm. or like, I like to paint every now and then um, when I'm mm-hmm. particularly stressed, actually I do like, I just have a beer and paint and like, I just, yeah, I'm not very good at it, but like, it's there. <laughs> like, it's Yeah. It turns the, other, the other thing that kind of goes along with that creative is environmental. So this is kind of a cool one. It's taking an active role in preserving, protecting, and improving the environment. So many veterinary professionals are really protective of the environment, well, depending on, you know, what abilities you have. But, you know, maybe you start the recycling program at your clinic, or maybe, um, you know, you set up a thing where a bunch of you go out and plant some trees in the in the forest. You know, there's, there's so many different things that we can do. Maybe you and- set up a feral cat spay program. <laughs> <laughs> Or um, you just go participate in one that's already running because I don't know if I'd want to start one. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. So. There, I feel like there's a lot of areas that we could like look at. And between yeah. AHA and the AVMA, there's some really cool tools out there that we can use. Yeah. It's like, I mean, there's so many different ways to be creative, like expressive, right? You and I've talked about this. I was like, I would love to just dabble in like writing a children's book or like, you know, mm-hmm. just like something that might not actually turn into anything like profitable, but it's just like fun. Like, yeah, let's try it. <laughs> like, right. So yeah, there's, I mean, honestly, we'll put the resources in um, the show notes and stuff, but you know, it, it just like with anything else where you're trying to be healthy, um, y- you do have to put some effort into it. Um, yeah. but depending on where you are in the, on the spectrum of compassion fatigue, um, how many stressors you've got going on, you know, it, if, if all you could do is like just one or two little things, that's fine. Do just do it. And then, build on that gradually, right? Every day, you know, do something that just helps you feel more balanced and more yourself. Um, because you know, the, the more balanced you feel and the, and, and the happier you are in yourself, the longer you can stay within this profession because something drew you to this profession. So let's make sure that we can keep that and maintain it. Cause you know, we want you to get to like 20 years like Jordan and I, but um, it is a matter of like assessing yourself and, you know, there are peaks and valleys in this profession and being able to see where you're at and come up with ideas to combat things. It's huge. I feel like we touched on a lot. Yeah, we did. I feel like I need to go have some glimmer moments today. I agree. Uh, yeah, I need to go look for some glimmer moments. I need right? to go hunting. How fun would it be to do like vet tech glimmer moments? Like a highlight board. We should. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like yeah. you could you do know- that in your clinic too. You could have like a vet, you could have like a glimmer moment thing on your board. Like you know it's such a normal like technician glimmer moment that I know everybody's experienced when you hit a blood vessel. Okay, kind of, but no. <laughs> when the dog walks in and you just see that saphenous vein, and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> you're talking about vein glimmer." <laughs> yes, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> a good idea though, just to like kind of bring the team together it can be something so dumb and like just what if it was mm-hmm. even like a facebook or an instagram page of like just that tech glimmer moments like you just take a picture of it you're just like yep this is mine today yeah yeah would be fun okay stop stop letting everybody steal our ideas <laughs> i know right <laughs> All right, everybody. Um, Thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, I hope everybody is doing well. I hope if you are battling compassion fatigue, you are on the upswing and doing okay. If anybody ever needs anybody to talk to, I love listening. So (laughs) feel free. I feel like everybody should know how to get a hold of me by now, but it's Jordan at internalmedicineforvettex.com. You can email me. 
And I mean, that's the thing is like, build your support network too. Right. Like you never know like what, what somebody's going through unless you ask. Right. And, and check in, I think. And I think that's one thing about Jordan and I, like we've gone through some shit. (laughs) (laughs) Our Um, relationship has been like, it's, it's like, here it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Like, oh, all right, let's, um, let's deal with this compassion fatigue right now. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're just like all in. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So I think, you know, having someone that you can, you can have that with is, is huge. Um, ideally we would be in the same city so we can go, um, have coffee and, um, just hang out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, but if not, you can always zoom with somebody, you know, that's what we do. So. It's definitely worked out for us for four years, so. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Meeting all of four times, like. (laughs) Right? But. I know. God, oh, speaking of which, we get to see each other soon. Huh? We get to see each other next month. Oh, Oh my God. We probably should have mentioned this earlier in the episode, but. We definitely should have. Forgot. <laughs> but if you guys want to see us in person next month um october 2023 uh the hive in austin we are actually talking about um upping your tech game and being a rock star tech so i'm sure the stuff that we talked about today will definitely be part of that conversation um but we're gonna do uh, that lecture together which is super fun um yeah. and then jordan has a talk and i have a talk as well um outside of that but we would love for you guys to join us. Definitely say hi because we'll be together. So <laughs> yeah, it'll um, be fun. It'll be a good time. We'll be yeah. here for all, like four days. <laughs> be great. Very exciting. <laughs> yeah, definitely join us in Austin. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. Keep getting your learn on. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Internal Medicine for Vet Techs podcast. If you like what you heard, we'd love for you to share with someone you think might enjoy the podcast and make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Want to give us a boost? Please leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher and we'll be sure to say thank you. Find out everything about us at internalmedicineforvettechs.com. Talk to you next week. Bye.